And now, here's your host, Alessandra Torresani. I think I hyped up this episode on my Instagram way more than I possibly should have. Um, Why? Because, no, because it's like very exciting, but I'm like, I, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what kind of juice, what kind of gossip, what kind of info I'm going to get. But I'm just going to preface this. Um, I, I I am such a huge fan of all of like the gossip rags. Um, as you are, we love a good, you know, pop moment. Um, you know, just all these kinds of fun things. And the biggest hot topic that everyone is talking about right now is who is and who is not on the diet fad of Ozempic, Manjaro. It's wild to me because I actually don't personally know anyone on any of these pills or shots or whatever. You're going to explain it. But it seems to be the thing that everyone is talking about. And what it is, is really a diet, not a diet pill. It's for diabetes. Um, and there it's running low. And I just kind of wanted to take this moment and do something a little different than what we would normally do on emotional support and talk about what diet culture kind of is and what it does to our minds and what specifically these fad Ozempic Manjaro, this like new fad of like quick fix of dropping 25 pounds right away, what it does to you mentally and physically. So David, this is your time to shine, honey, shine. Oh man. (laughs) If you've never been to a scientific lecture before. Get ready. If you're listening. Put your your seatbelt on. (laughs) Pull over. (laughs) Take out your phone, open the notes app. Um, there will be a quiz. <laughs> I'm already going to fail guys, it, but I'm excited to go along in this guys, ride with you. Guys, it's like I have to wear so many hats right now. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm exhausted the, for you already. I mean, like, look, like, let's just say there are a lot of eastern seaboard vacation towns where people summer as a verb. Where I love suffering as a verb. Okay. <laughs> a side note: I went to a cocktail party, and on the napkins it said "summer people, summer not." Wait, summer people, summer not like K N O T, like summer. A oh no, no, like summer people. Yeah. Some are not. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> wow. Wow, that's what we that's like to that. call like a real fancy, old, fancy old money party. Old huh? money. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm just we summering on my yacht. We didn't get money. We have money. Oh, I love that one. Oh, we mm. didn't get it. We just have it. <laughs> just happens to be here. Wow. Okay. Uh, back to yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I didn't realize that Ozempic like, was like big in the like East Coast culture. Uh, I just am like just just kind house. of. Should we just tell people like Ozempic is like kind of what the now this is this is neither oh, here nor there. there. We're but, gonna get there. No, but I want people to understand like <laughs> what we're talking about is you know all of a sudden. Kardashians, right? This is the example. And this is what I keep hearing. I do not know if they do this, if they don't, whatever, but it's the quick fix of dropping an extreme amount of weight in a very short period of time. 
And there's something like Manjaro face where you can kind of see and like Ozempic face where it's like hollowed out eyes. So here we go, David. Give us the 411. What to expect? Why we shouldn't be doing this? Why we maybe should be doing this? I don't know. You tell me. What is going on with Ozempic? We're going to have. I mean, I think that we have to rewind this all the way back. Okay. Because. Rewinding. Like, I'm going to try and do this in like chronological order. Okay. Because. I, I bring up the Eastern Seaboard things because the first place I saw it was it was either Forbes or Wall Street Journal. Okay. Published an article this summer that was like the hot new club drug in the Hamptons is Ozempic. It is okay. largely middle-aged women driving this drug into what has now become like pop cultural fame it has gone west to Hollywood. Yeah. The original drug, everybody knows it as Zembic, Novo Novartis. They're a Finnish, Swedish, whatever, one of those countries up there okay. in Europe. Applied for this drug in 2012. Okay. This is a decade old drug that all of a sudden is having a moment. It's like having a moment in pop culture 10 years later. And we're all like, this has been settled science. And like the scientific community is sort of like, what is happening? Like really? this is old news to all of us. So you all knew that there this was are, a diet pill, like a oh diet. Yeah, this is going to wow. pop off. And I'm glad that you have said Manjaro because that's going to be the next thing that okay. goes absolutely sky because it's better. But <gasps> we'll get better. that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We'll okay. Get we'll get that. <laughs> These are diabetes drugs. Okay. When you have type 2 diabetes, so you're not born with the inability to produce insulin, but you are have a normal amount of insulin over time, and then that insulin starts to degrade. Mm, okay. Insulin allows you to convert sugar in your blood into usable energy. Mm-hmm. If you lack insulin, your sugar levels spike. You can get very sick. It is very bad. People that develop type 2 diabetes are people that lose the ability Insulin is produced in cells in your pancreas. It's released into your body. It is a peptide, which means that it's made up of amino acids, a linear chain, and kind of big, not very big, released into your body, floats around in your bloodstream, makes your body absorb sugar and make it usable. Eli Lilly in the early 1900s synthetically makes insulin by getting bacteria to produce the human form of it. Mm. They shatter the bacteria they they like purify the insulin they put it in vials it's an injectable it's what type one diabetic patients have now you see people with pumps on the back of their arms or their hips closed loop system type one diabetes type two diabetes you you have the ability to create insulin but it, it tapers off mainly due to diet mainly due to the foods that we eat it's a it's a problem of of modern 21st century and a lot of women you know because i know i got tested for gestational gestational Mm -hmm. Gestational diabetes diabetes diabetes, right when i was pregnant so a lot of women get that pancreatic enzyme so insulin is not the only one but like the the they're called incretins Uh like the class of molecules that get produced that set your metabolism Mm -hmm. they're secreted um from your pancreas, from like other organs that work in your metabolic tract, like essentially your GI tract. So like right. from below your sternum to where your colon starts is essentially what we're talking about. Not surprisingly, where all the side effects are for these drugs as well. We used to deal with diabetes by guy won a Nobel Prize 
figured out aquaporins are channels that move water across your, your GI tract. We figured that we could hack them and pull sugar out of your blood system and have you pee it out. Mm-hmm. These are sort of the the old versions of type 2 diabetes medications that are sort of gold standard of care right now. Right. The right. most famous is Jardance. You've probably seen a commercial for yes. it. It causes you to pull sugar out of your blood and pee it out of your renal system. Okay. Then what happened was a bunch of smart scientists were essentially like, we're getting really good at engineering proteins and peptides. We can just make the things that your body doesn't produce anymore. So we got really good at doing insulin. Wow. And then they were like, there's this other protein in your body called GLP-1, and it hits GLP-1Rs or receptors. And what happens is that causes you to release more insulin. Okay. Like you think about it as a pathway. Uh-huh. If GLP-1 goes up, insulin's going to go up. Insulin's going to pull sugar out of your body and cause you to use it. But the nice thing about GLP-1 is it also regulates your fat metabolism. Mm, and that's if you the don't key. eat, if you don't have carbohydrates in your body, right? You will get a. I'm dumbing this down to a, a non-graduate yeah, level yeah, science yeah. education. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate but like it. insulin does the one thing. It does many other things. It right. does for the sake of this argument. For the sake of what we're talking about, right? It pulls sugar out of your body, allows you to use it out of your body. I mean, like blood. GLP-1 causes insulin to go up. So it's like a second order effect is that you get the decrease blood sugar, Uh but it also changes the way in which your body burns fat. Mm. You eat a bunch of carbs. If you don't use those carbs, they get converted to fat. Mm. When you run out of carbs and you're exercising, you're doing aerobic exercise. When you transfer over, you're out of oxygen essentially, and you're out of carbs and you start breaking down fats and using them as energy. What GLP-1 does is it causes both of those things to happen. Wow. You kick on fat metabolism and you kick on the ability to increase insulin production, which will burn sugar. We have known about these peptides for forever. I don't want to say forever, but like- For a long time. You know, like 60s, 70s, 80s. Right. In the literature, you can go look up old papers on Google. They're there. The issue was, is we could never make one that was shelf stable. It didn't last. Huh, okay. The half-life- the half-life of GLP-1, like the stuff that you make in your body, it turns over very quickly. Mm, okay. 12 hours. I don't know the actual, don't, nobody go look this up and then yell at me because I don't know the actual number. Less than a day. Right. Short acting. So we used to be able to give them to people, but you would have had to inject yourself every single day or <sighs> twice a day. <sighs> so people were like, this isn't going to happen. No, the pharmaceutical no. companies were essentially like, this is bad. And then they hired a bunch of really good chemists and like computational people and used machine learning and like all the fancy stuff that happened in the the mid 2000s. And they came up with a GLP-1 mimetic. Okay. Which is a molecule that looks similar to the organic compound that Uh we make. But what they did is they made it last seven days. So it's synthetic technically? It's technically synthetic. Uh I think it has two sort of chemical additions on top of the, 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 sort of baseline chemical structure right. of, of what your body naturally produces. It causes it to last longer, which is why it is a once weekly injectable. Okay. So 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 what you're doing every you don't week have to is do this all the time. Right. But you're starting so over they were from, like, from zero basically every single time. Oh you reach steady state. Like there's ways to graph this out. Yeah. Um 
like the, the fancy terms, like what drug companies will refer to this as is pharmacokinetics and pharmacodynamics. Like we're way into the weeds now, but like there are ways to model this. Like I can take a drug, inject it into you and measure how much free drug you have and then figure out when you need to take another dose to stay at a constant level, mm, which is why you also ramp up. So you start with a lower dose and then you go to a, a, a new injectable that has double the current amount of medicine in it and right. then you ratchet up again. So like when you get on Ozempic, it's not just one injectable with the same amount of medicine in it. They actually ramp you up over a series of weeks. Now, here's my other question. What about, what does it do? Does it have the same effect and do the same thing for those who are suffering with diabetes, who have, who have, who are diabetic? So yeah, here's where we're going to have to, so this is the science of it. They, they had this molecule. They know it works. We know that we can alter fat metabolism. Yeah. We know that we can alter sugar metabolism. Mm -hmm. with them. There's a whole other class of them as well out there too. GLP-1s are obviously the most famous. There are GLP-1 and GIP okay. modulators, which is Monjaro, which is trizepatide. It's a Lilly drug that just got approved essentially at the end of last year. Um, so if you get your hands on Monjaro, like you are a special human being, essentially. Wow. Like it's a very new drug. If you combine Monjaro plus metformin, just like another standard line of care drug, in the new clinical trials, it shows that it's actually better at managing diabetes and weight loss okay. than ozempic on its own okay so like the peak ozempic is like hasn't even hit yet and we're already on to the next drug Jesus. so like it's so wild i mean like ozempic will still hit peak sales it will right. do you know n number of billions of dollars but like whatever so we built these drugs we built these classes of medicine there are more in the pipeline this ain't going away more are coming but wait hold on how can you get your hands on this if you don't live with diabetes? And and what is this scandal okay, that's go. been going on where there people we go. are like, there we go. well, <laughs> and then there's, I, I do, I will say this. I do have a friend who's diabetic, who lives with diabetes too. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me that because of this fit, this fad that everyone is like obsessed with diet culture and it's like the, finally the quick fix, it's like the miracle drug, right? That yeah. they are not able to get their medicine that they've been on mm -hmm. for years. That there's yeah. a low dosage. What's going? Is that true? Okay, so let's let's continue. So I gave yeah. you the background science of like there are there are peptides in your body that regulate how your metabolism runs. We hacked the system. We can deliver those now. They're very long lasting. They're very effective at right. changing your metabolism and managing diabetes. Um, let's say the the National Institute of Health runs a sub institute called NIDDK, the National Institute of Diabetes, some other D and kidney diseases. Okay. Digestive, I think it's something. Where all the research happens. They're the ones that do the statistics. Maybe 15 to 16% of adults in the United States have type 2 diabetes. That's a huge when, amount. Huge amount. The number has been going up year over year consistently since the 1980s. There are a lot of questions. There are a lot of health economists. There are a lot of sociologists. That, like, There's a huge realm of research essentially being like, this is because our food sucks. Yeah, I'm kind of speechless. We have, we, That's yeah, we eat, we really trash food. And then we blame people who live in food deserts for having diabetes. Again, all of these things are stratified by race. If you're from lower socioeconomic status, if you have access if you live n number of miles away from a 
fresh produce store or grocery store, like the odds at which you will develop type two diabetes are higher, even if you exercise, even if you have a good genetic history, like it is just a lot of this is environmental. In many ways, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, welcome to late stage capitalism, personal injection, opinion, <laughs> disclaimer. It is very much easier to treat the problem through pharmacology, creating drugs, delivering those drugs to people that manage diabetes than it is to force lifestyle change mm. or change social economic injustice, essentially, against groups that are at higher risk. Sure. So- it has been very profitable for drug companies to go after things like type 2 diabetes. They hit the jackpot with these drugs. Yeah. They're going to continue to tweak them. They will continue to get better. When you have a drug candidate, we have to go back to sort of the yeah. mechanics of how drugs work. Sure. When you have a drug candidate, you run a phase three clinical trial. FDA, placebo-controlled, double-blinded, gold standard. You, you don't know what you get. The doctor doesn't know what he's giving you. You give it to you know X amount of people. Sure. You you decide before they ever get the drug what the primary endpoint is going to sure. be. They're going to look at type two diabetes management and they're going to look at total weight loss. The Novo trial, I think. So don't quote me on this. Maybe forty six months was the endpoint. Something out there, close to two years, less than five. Sure. Track these people. They increase their ability to manage their diabetes, and then because it messes with fat metabolism, they lose fifteen percent of their body weight. Not water, not water weight, not through starvation. The side effects of altering your fat metabolism is you have less craving to eat. And you so get like nauseous, hear people, they say. Everyone's, yeah. saying everyone's nauseous you're, all the time. You're, you're dehydrated and you're not eating. Oh. So whatever. These drugs, they get put on market to go after type 2 diabetes. It's called their indication. Okay. You trial a drug against an indication. You track the primary outpoints. If you meet those out, like endpoints, the FDA, the Europeans, Japan, China, India, sure. they all have regulatory bodies. They'll say, okay, you can sell these drugs to this population. They all get put on labels for type 2 diabetes because they know it's going to A, work, that the adverse events are essentially GI. Mm -hmm. So nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, the things that you see in a Pepto-Bismol commercial right. are the things that- Happen to you. It's GI. There are two very serious side effects that have to do with your thyroid function. So if you have a genetic predisposition to like thyroid dysfunction, like hyperplasia or something, I'm going to get the word wrong. Again, I do neuroscience. I don't do the rest. I, I You're focus fine. from here. You're like perfect. But I'm dangerous. I know enough to be dangerous. I know um, enough to be dangerous. <laughs> dangerous, David. There are like, there are two, there are two sort of pre like existing conditions in which you don't want to do this because we'll actually screw with like your thyroid, like oh. other places in your body where you create hormones because they, all these things interact. Clinical trials run great. They realize, oh, wait a minute. This causes people to preferentially burn fat. Yeah. Diet. We put it on. We put it on market for a diabetes 2 indication, and then we go back and we run a new clinical trial, phase three and phase four, which is like a continuation of your phase three trial. And we say, we're going to look at weight loss as an endpoint now. And they convinced the FDA that anybody with a BMI over 30. What's a BMI? Body mass index. Okay. A hugely flawed metric. We'll get into this. Okay. <laughs> Essentially how much you weigh divided by what your height is. A scaling factor that suggests that 
and then they they bracket them essentially by by quantiles. So if you have a BMI over 30, you are by definition by NIDDK obese. If you are above 27, you are overweight. If you're above 30 for BMI, who ran a clinical trial where you got the drug, these people lost like 20% of their body fat. Wow. And then they convinced the FDA, which I love. If you have, if you are overweight, so 27 BMI and over, I'm technically above 27 okay. BMI and have a pre existing comorbidity that has to do with being overweight, i.e., type 2 diabetes. Right. Some other, you know, like, and sedentary issue, sure. mobility issue that doesn't allow you to exercise. You could also try. They ran these two clinical trials. The results came back super positive. Obviously, they knew this yeah. was going to happen. There was going to be no adverse events. So now what we have is we have a series of drugs on market. We have trisepatide, which is Monjaro. Okay. The lily compound. We have... Ozempic. Ozempic, which is a type 2 diabetes indication. And then they updated the indication... It's the same drug, essentially. It's formulated a little bit different, but it's for all intents and purposes, 95% the same. A new type of drug, same molecule, but it's called WeGovy, okay. which is now on label for obesity, also made by Novo. Wow. And now there's a third drug that's come out, and you'll start to see more of, I forget the name, it starts with an R, but rather than an injectable, it's an oral well, no. who, of course, everyone's going to take that. No one's going to inject themselves anymore. Who wants to inject themselves? That's so crazy. So you're caught up now on wow. the history chronological of how we got here. So now what happens is because people realize that they can do a once weekly injectable. And within, we got to talk about the time course in which you lose yeah. weight here because it's not. I'm, I'm, why I'm laughing and smiling at you and you're like, it's a quick way to lose weight. It is not because what you're doing is you're actually tricking your body into thinking that you're not hungry anymore. Essentially, it's like a, a second order effect of taking the drug. Right. So the people that drop a bunch of weight really quickly or get the facial expression yeah. or like the sunken eyes, they're dehydrated and they've stopped overeating. Mm. The weight loss that you see in the first two months is has not nothing real. to do I mean, it's real. You but weigh less. But it's not like the but it's, it's not, not stay drug off effect. You. Right, right. right. You've got to take these drugs for a year, two years to really change your fat metabolism and like really lose what is weight that is deposited in fat around your body in places that could kill you. So like, we'll get to where we're going here because I'm going to have the take that you yeah. probably aren't going to think I'm going to have here. So technically, it's not illegal. Okay, But you Why? can't bill insurance. Uh, okay. Insurance will cover the indication, but if you are willing to pay out of pocket, which or is like a thousand dollars a shot or something crazy, like a thousand right? bucks, thousand bucks for a month of of meds. But like, look, like there are people who spend a thousand dollars on on fab diets, gym memberships, sure, personal of, trainers, of, and it doesn't course. work. And of then course. you take an injectable, and you're like, oh, I've lost fifteen pounds. So they're like, of course. I mean, I, I, yes, yeah. sure. So I understand the logic behind it. So you can give somebody a drug off label, especially because it hasn't doesn't really have bad adverse events. Right. Like you you get nauseous or you get constipated or like I mean, for me, nausea like is things. absolutely the worst. Like when you're just like on the verge yeah. of being sick, like that's mm -hmm. how it was for me with the pregnancy. It was it was yeah. just like I totally get it. But I'm, I'm like out. in the you know, like in the in the grand scheme of what 
drug side effects are. Of course. I mean, it can be like so much worse. And the I operate in, these are but nothing. We're, we're, we're at the point where people have realized they can take drugs that will make them stop being hungry and lose weight. They go vertical. And people who have been on this for type 2 diabetes management, we're in the middle of a supply chain issue. Right. Like, it's not just like microchips and like your Ubers are more expensive now. Like It's everything. The the bioreactors that we need to make these drugs, the global shipping costs. Mm -hmm. If you've ever seen anybody who's on Ozempic, you store it in the fridge because it will denature if you leave it at room temperature. Wow. So these things not only have to be made in very specific bioreactors, they have to be shipped across the world on planes and, yeah. and shipping containers and refrigerators. And then you got to find a way to get it and distribute it through a local pharmacy in the middle of a pandemic when pharmacies are essentially focusing yeah. on cold and flu management. Right, right. So no wonder why it costs $1,000 off-label. Yeah, right, they of could course. probably charge 10 times more and people would still buy it. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think if you're but committed people, to that, you do it. Yes. Yeah. But the people who need it to manage type 2 diabetes have been unable to get it. Right. And that's when it's scary. So, like, essentially what has happened is we have gotten to the point where we have a supply chain shortage uh -huh. of this drug. The people who need it the most are upset with the people who want it to lose weight. Right. And at no point has anyone fact-checked anyone about how is it made, who's prescribing it, where is it coming from. And what you're seeing is Literally. should these people who want to lose weight be allowed to take it. I told you the number mm -hmm. for type 2 diabetes of adults in America, which was? 15%. What do you think the percentage of U.S. adults in America that are obese over BMI 30 is? 30%? 46%. No. But that's just United States? Just the U.S. Two and five, essentially. Three and five. Wow. So from a drug health population health management. Wow. I'm like. In my mind, it's actually probably the diabetics are like riot in the comments here. But like, it's more important. To I'll treat turn the comments off for you. Obese. It's more important to treat people that are obese with medicine to bring down their body fat percentage so they don't have adverse events like heart attacks. Right. Absolutely. So like you have to now balance the like I have but to But I think that the problem is is you're seeing the, you know and it's not the fair for me to say this is, but you're seeing people such as a Kardashian type, right? Who are not yeah, yeah, we'll the in get, quote out we'll of obese, yeah. right? And so that's mm -hmm. where we're we're seeing this. We're not seeing this on, you know, my favorite celebrity is a thousand pound sisters, Tammy and Amy, you know, and it's like, you're not seeing the change there. You're seeing it with people who are superficially doing it to be like that much skinnier to fit into certain dresses. So I think that that's where people are getting riled up. So a, a pair, a, what, like, what, what is it? What, what no, do you no. say? Like, you're not supposed to say like a parent, like, like, you know, <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory that I'm using the Kardashians. No, but I mean, like, look, like they're probably using it 
I'm not trying to violate HIPAA guidelines here. Los Angeles people are using it. We'll say that. So like, sure. Like there are people who like the BMI scale is bad. Yeah. Like, look, if I had an adverse event. Yeah. That had to do with being overweight, I would clinically be indicated to have Ozempic. And like, I'm not the most beautiful person stunning. in the world. You're stunning, David. Stop but like, it. <laughs> the BMI scale is so jacked. Right, right. Just like type in BMI into Google and like look at the thousands of people who have like absolutely dismantled why BMI is the metric right. we should right. not be using. Right. But like, there are people who probably don't look overweight or obese that are actually being slandered against for wanting to use this when like medically speaking they're trying to decrease their risk like sure there are people that are like low hundred pounds that are like oh i want to take ozempic because like that's a cultural issue yeah yeah you said the problem is you said you said the problem is the kardashians to me the problem is is that the drug works right like you can argue this any way you want cultural sure our expectations around diet are broken in this world like we, we have all of these problems with society that the diet culture, weight, the Atkins diet, like it's, it's like a long history of this. Right. Stuff. The problem is the drug works and you can't argue with people losing 20% body fat. And this is the first time that we've actually seen like one of these diet fads that actually is working. And there's a thing that's like, say, it's the miracle drug, right? Are, it's like yeah, death becomes her, say, you know? Yeah. Like, are we supposed to say, oh, we're not going to treat people who are obese? Like no. we know it kills them. We know it, it sure, has many adverse effects. It drives mortality in every other aspect of life. And yeah. So like, what are we supposed to do? Like I understand people who are on it for type two diabetes being like, I can't get my meds, but like they shouldn't be mad at the people who are taking it because who actually needed for the obesity. Or obese. Sure. Of course. Of course. They of should course. be mad that we have a supply chain shortage. Right. 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 No, that makes sense. And, and like the, di- the 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 insurance companies are really laughing themselves to the bank because they're like, well, the, oh, right. the people who are taking it, the, the the arguably larger percentage of humans in the United States who want to take this drug are taking it off label, which means they're paying full price for it. So wait, no, but I'm saying I'm like I, I'm a I'm not going to say my weight because I don't think that's right, but I will say <laughs> that I'm a very low I'm on, I'm on the low 100s, you know, mm-hmm. like naturally, like I'm it's a very mm-hmm. Genetic, right? It's a very genetic thing. So let's say I go on it and I drop 10 pounds in a week and then I drop yeah. another 15 pounds, right? Yeah. And then I'm on it for maybe let's let's give it three months. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to spend this cash anymore on this or I'm over this. What happens? Scale's going to start going back up. Immediately. You're taking a drug that if you don't continuously take your metabolism which has a genetic set point, essentially, will go back to that homeostasis. Yeah. Like you can push it in either direction, like pull a string sure. tight and push it in the middle. And when you stop pushing the string, it's going to go back to where it was. Sure. Before. Like unless you gene edit yourself into thinking, and look, there are people who are certainly trying to fucking do this, <laughs> which is a different what? conversation for a different day. <laughs> but like, unless you're trying to literally edit at the fundamental basis, how your metabolism works. Right. Like at the end of the day, what you're just doing is taking a drug that's tricking it into thinking that you should burn more fat and push more insulin out of your body so your sugar levels go down and your 
you you essentially burn more fat. Your body thinks that you're not hungry because you have a bunch of energy. Right, right. Your fat metabolism is running. So your food cravings go down. The wild part of this as an addiction researcher, you can like go on Reddit where all the best information is on the Love internet Reddit. people. <laughs> people who are on the, they changed alcoholism to alcohol use disorder the last DSM. It's a spectrum disorder now. So like people who are mild to moderate on the alcohol use disorder sort of spectrum mm -hmm. who are on type, who are type two diabetics or overweight essentially that start taking Ozempic no longer want to drink. Their cravings for alcohol just disappear. What? It's calories. You know how many people are drinking for calories? Right. I get, I mean, yeah, yeah. What's a Bud Light? 100 calories? You drink 12 of them in a day? It's a Big Mac? Oh my God, that's equivalent to one Big Mac? Wow, that's I'm like, a lot. Look, I, 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 but like, that's what I'm saying. It's like you're, you're taking this drug that's changing your metabolism. It had nothing to do with like neurologically what's going on like for your craving yeah. or like desire for alcohol. But because you're no longer hungry, you're just like, oh, your body's like, oh, I don't want to drink anymore. So I don't want the calories from sugar. It's just sugar. Right, right. All alcohol is just sugar. So what? So now, yeah. so now there are people out there being like, the next indication for Ozempic is going to be alcohol use. I'm not trying to give people ideas right now, but like, let's no, just, but let's you're do the just, math. You're do, you know, you're literally just a step ahead and you're explaining this. Wow. So do you think that, if okay, has, that, this is If nuts. it has something to do with caloric or metabol, like metabolism intake. Yeah. Taking Ozempic or taking a drug that's in an incretin that biases that system will drive clinical outcomes regardless for what it is. There, the entire Keytruda, the number one selling drug in the world right now, it's a cancer drug, uh -huh. immuno-oncology. There's immuno-oncology, but there's also metabolism oncology as well. So I'm not gonna be surprised if Novo or Lilly or one of the other big companies, GSK, Merck, Johnson & Johnson, comes up with an analog or a mimetic of Ozempic that magically treats breast cancer because it's going to change the way in which your cells use energy and cancers will stop growing if you can starve them of energy. So what you're saying is that Ozempic could be a, a miracle drug. It's the tip drug. of the iceberg, man. It's not like a miracle. There is no miracle drug, but it's just like we're getting so good at the science. That right. The issue is, is that the drugs that we're going to start releasing over the next 20 years of your lifetime uh -huh. are going to be so targeted so good at what they're meant to do and so like programmable right for like we can make this formulation for obesity we can make this formulation for diabetes we can make this formulation for alcohol we can make this formulation for right it's just going to be so like hyperthyroidism right the, all of biology will become programmable all of these drugs will work everyone will want them the way that we conceptualize diseases because like i don't know how do you define obesity like we have BMI, which is bad. Right. But like, who's to say if you're in mental anguish over what you look like in the mirror? Yeah, of course. You of might course. only be 160 pounds. You might be dropped at gorgeous. But every day you look in the mirror, you've got body dysmorphia. 100%. And you think that I want to cut my stomach off with a machete. Yeah. Like, should you not get the drug that's going to help you lose weight? That's going to improve your mental. Uh, of course. Yes.
like not to say that we shouldn't do this in combination with therapy, in combination no, no, with no, no. changing our, our societal expectations. But if around there was something that was able to help, why wouldn't you? There's a drug that's able to help. Yeah. So and it's like, I get it. To the New York Times essentially being like, fuck these people who are obese. They shouldn't have it because I need it for my diabetes. I will it's tell you. It's a supply you, issue. It has nothing to do with I, the drug. It's a supply issue. Yeah. And I was not expecting this conversation I'm not to go advocating this way. No, for no, the no, Kardashians no. to take this, but I'm no. just like, look, like from a cultural standpoint of what it might sure. be doing to sure. young people who are feeling bad about their bodies, but from a public health standpoint, you got almost 50% of the population. So, but what by do the you definition think that, that we this use is... that's obese? Right. Right. What do you think though? Like now let's, let's take it back and let go from like the mental health aspect yeah, of it yeah, all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I tried to get there. Like I know that <laughs> diet culture. I got to land the plane <laughs> some point, at some point here. No, no, you did land the plane, but <laughs> diet culture has always been around. Body dysmorphia yeah. has always been a thing. I have, I have had severe body dysmorphia that has triggered me to like have a manic episode being bipolar, right? Like, because I look in the mirror and I don't like a specific thing and it's, it gets me to be really yeah, upset. Yeah, it's a trigger. So what do I to, do? To go back to the last one. <laughs> right, going back to our last episode, it's a trigger and I punch that mirror because I don't want to see what's in front of my face, right? I mean, yeah. I, I have, I, I understand that. I completely get it. If that is why you want to do a diet pill, if you want to do a shot, whatever it may be, I am yes. here for you. I understand that. I have been there. I get it. You want to do anything you possibly can to make yourself feel better. But at what point does something like an Ozempic, right, take yeah, its course where it stops? so mad at me. Uh, to be people mad because we want to hear so it. so mad at me for saying this. I'm going to draw the parallel I shouldn't draw. But yeah. I'm just going to do it as a thought exercise. Okay. What's well, gold standard treatment for for body dysmorphia? You're a, a 16 to 26 year old. You walk into a therapist's office. You say, "I want to hurt myself because I don't like how the way I look in the mirror. I think I'm overweight and ugly and obese." You stand on the scale. Your BMI is 25 to 26. Yeah. You like potentially might be overweight. No health problems whatsoever, like physically speaking, from your weight. Um, but like a therapist, any therapist worth their weight in gold would essentially be like, we need to address this problem through talk therapy. Mm-hmm. And the gold standard of treatment would be also to put them on an SSRI. Okay. Pharmacology plus talk therapy, CBT plus pick your, your laundry list of sure. whatever drug you want to put these people on. Gold standard of care. Why shouldn't Nozembic be the pharmacology? Right. If SSRIs only like again, I'm gonna like switch the 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 disease that I picked here too. Like, let's say you're depressed, you take an SSRI. Thirty three percent of people are treatment resistant from that drug. Everyone who takes Ozempic is gonna lose weight. Like, if we're just gonna compare effect size of what the drug is supposed to do right. and how many people it works on, sure. it's a better drug, right? So, like, if we're addressing the underlying mental health aspect of this, why shouldn't we be using it in combination? But at some point, can you stay on something like an Ozempic for the rest of your life? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, can you stay on SSRIs the rest of your life? I don't know. Like that, That's the current plan. Like, I don't know. It's a new drug. I mean, like, yeah, it's, we, we've known about them for years. 
Novo applies for the patent in 2016. The drug starts to roll out. We're going to hit peak sales here in a few years. It will be a drug that stays around for forever. The patent will run out. They'll update it. They'll change it, you know, a hydrocarbon on the molecule to a chlorine or a fluorine. They'll repatent it for 25 years. They'll make billions of dollars doing this. Like, I think you have to ask yourself, you know, I'm giving you the 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 snippet of, right. right. you know, like I might be slightly overweight. Like, let's play the other direction. Like, let's run this train in reverse. Like, there are people who play the body dysmorphia that, like anorexia and bulimia, that like you would never give those people Ozempic, and I'm sure they would want it or take it if given the opportunity to. I'm not like saying across the board that this should be like pharmacology plus. Sure, no, 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 you know. But I'm like, look, like especially teenagers. Like, if you're overweight as a teenager in 2023, and you feel you're bad about yourself, and you're getting bullied online, and I have a a a drug that I can give you in combination with therapy, in combination with diet and exercise. Like, I'm not saying to do the. A lot of people love to think about this stuff in silos. They're like, oh, fat people shouldn't be allowed to take medicine that makes them less fat. They're lazy. Like, this is what you see in the comment section. Right. Like, I'm not trying to, like, look at just the pharmacology, but, like, we have a drug that works long term. I don't know what the side effects are going to be. Don't believe anybody that tells you what the side effects are going to be because we don't have 20-year data on it yet. We don't right. have 15-year data on it yet. We don't have 10-year data on it yet. We will in a couple years, but, like, yeah. At this given time point, seems but also, to work. isn't that scary? Seems to be really well tolerated. I mean, yeah, but like, but that's how every drug works. Yeah. Every new drug that hits the market, like, you don't know what the 20 year date is going to look right. like. We do our best. That's why we have an FDA that exists. Right. Like, that, um, there's obviously tension and friction and frustration in that process, and right. we can do a better job of it. But like, I don't know, man, like, sitting around and doing nothing and continuing to blame people to me just perpetuates the cycle of like culturally speaking people just generally feel bad about themselves unless they look like kylie jenner right if we can help out i we can help out like look i wish i could drop a whole foods on every single corner in america and have people eat good yeah well sorry my english is bad i'm ranting (laughs) like you know what i mean like like look like i'm from the suburbs of chicago like it is like costco country out there yeah and i'm like what is in costco is not food if it's wrapped in plastic it's probably not good for you like yell at me in the comments i don't care like people need to eat whole diets like the reason why we're in this mess culturally physically societally is we pivot our food source in the 80s yeah like people don't eat clean healthy whole foods anymore no and then like we blame people or like make fun of celebrities and it's like become an elitist standpoint to be like oh i have a green juice right and I'm like, it's just like, it's also broken. And like, you know, like maybe I'm wrong, but like maybe the first step to undoing all this shit is a drug that helps people lose fat. Yeah. Right. Like we course. have to make it more widely available. We shouldn't be gouging people thousands of dollars off label. We Unless need they to can put afford real it. Restrictions. Then I'm like, give me those thousands sure, but like, of dollars. <laughs> but like, but like, sure. Like, and like, you have to develop a, a, rules and regulate i'm not trying to like say just like dump this on the street corners like no there's got to be prescribing limits around it you've got to be above a certain body fat percentage or whatever scale we're going to use to distribute this it has to be at a doctor's discretion i'm not trying to like say like oh we should sell this in dispensaries on the corner no 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 no. Like, i know like, what you're saying but right. like you've got to rely on the 
the drugs and the science that you have to like, if you can starve off 10%, 15%, 20% of heart attacks right. caused by in sedentary lifestyle and obesity, do you know how many hundreds of millions of dollars we would save and how many oh, extra yeah. years of life we could give people? Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, no, it's cool. It's just like bitch about it in the New York Times that 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 people who want to look better and feel better are doing the wrong thing in society. Yeah, I'm right. just like, it's such a broken take to me when the real issue is, is like if you had a government and insurance system and private healthcare, like conglomerate organizations that invested in and were incentivized to increase their supply chains, right? that were incentivized to have doctors become educated about what their drugs do of course and and supply pharmacology to people in need i, I mean like we might be in a different place but like i mean like just keep shipping in the broken takes you know yeah. as far as i'm concerned and like look like there are i am not a, a i'm gonna like step in a hot pot of shit here because like i'm not a kardashians person and i don't want to be insulting but I feel like from reading the headlines about the Kardashians, just like in passing, they have all fluctuated in weight pretty heavily. Yeah, I would say. And like, I would say that there are probably points at which, again, the BMI scale is very broken, that they would be on label for this drug. Right, right. Like, it's really hard, you know what I mean, to like look at somebody on the internet or on the cover of a magazine who's like had the shit photoshopped out of them. Yeah. And like based off of like looking at that photo being like, oh, you can't have that drug. You're too pretty or you're too thin. Right. I'm like, if that's the way that we're going to decide how to do healthcare, we're just fucked. Then we're a broken so. system. When we're totally, no, <laughs> no, exactly. Then we're a broken system. But I feel like we could, and this could be used for literally every single pill that we are talking about, like oh, yeah. beyond Absolutely. just even diet culture. I mean, we could talk about for, you know, mental yeah. health. We've talked about this with pregnancy, you know, we've but talked this about all of that. Problem with this drug. Like if there's a, a single sound bite that you want to take away from this is that it works. Fab diets do not work. The bands that you put around your stomach and like sat there and vibrated out at the gym, like for the longest time, the remedies to obesity or being overweight or food cravings have all been shamed. And what has changed is now you have a drug with minimal side effects that actually works. And people have the old mental model of the Atkins diet doesn't work, keto doesn't work, like all this stuff. And like, it's very similar. And if you stop taking the drug, like, yeah, you're going to gain weight again. Right. So like, if you stop eating Atkins, you're going to gain weight again. If you stop, you know, like, I right. get it. So like, I see the parallels. But the issue is, is while you're doing it, it actually works. And not just for a subset of people, for everyone. And that's what's breaking people's brains. I can't wrap their heads around it yet. I, I mean, like I can't wrap my head around the thing. it. We finally gave you the thing you were asking for. Yeah. A well, drug I, I, that works to lose weight, that's biased towards fat metabolism, that decreases food cravings, and now people are up in arms. I mean, yeah, because I feel like <laughs> that's what always happens, right? As soon as something actually works, then people are up in arms. I mean, that's just like culturally that's it what works. happens right it works. i that. honestly think i'm not trying to be like a crazy conspiracy theorist here but like i honestly think the pushback that you're seeing in most of the media is to remedy supply chain issues it's trying to shame people mm -hmm. into not taking it mm -hmm. in the interim so that the number of people that have access to it that have diabetes 
right. can take the drug. Right. Like the reason the FDA hasn't come out and given a prioritized label to it. Is because they're waiting label, for. Right. They need the supply chain to get fixed. Look, add something that you might be, you might vehemently disagree with me and that's fine. I might be wrong. I'm okay. I'm wrong very often. At, at some point, the FDA is going to come out and there are going to be more of these drugs on the market and they're going to say, this is okay to take for X, Y, and Z. Right. Probably over 27 BMI for every single person in the population insurers will pay for it. Like what you're seeing is the pushback against people who are breaking the boundary. It's not going to reverse. Like the path forward is we will have obesity drugs that are on label that insurance companies will pay for. We're just not there yet. Like uh, that is the issue. The friction, the stuff you're seeing in the media, all this blowback is because we don't have the supply issue. But we will be there very soon. As soon as we fix supply issue with everything in general, because I'm still waiting for, you know, baby furniture and it's been seven months. Yeah. But like that's certainly it's not like the FDA disagrees. Right. Right. It's not like insurers disagree. Like these drugs change people's lives. They help them lose weight. They help them stop having adverse effects from being overweight. And point being they're not gonna say you can't take this because you're overweight. They're quite literally gonna do the opposite. Yeah. So it's just a waiting game. And like personally, like again, like I fall over the twenty seven. Will you try it available? For sure. Oh my God. Why wouldn't you? Yes, I know. I mean, yes, and you can be the Tom one Brady's person that I know. Buccal fat sucked out of his face. Like, I'm going to feel bad called? for Is that what it's called? I was calling it Buka now, and I was like, maybe that's I don't not know what, what it is. Is, is that what, what he's is. getting sucked out of his cheeks? I don't know. I just, I feel like I read the Barstool Sports headlines and they just like rip him out. But like, look, I'm like, look, like people have, this is like, you know, like, I'm not going to feel bad because I'm an average dude who exercises, tries to eat right, and like could afford to lose 15 pounds. Right. And if I can do that third option at a price point that makes sense for me. You're going to do it. In a way that doesn't stress the rest of the medical system and has less adverse reactions than, I don't want to get in trouble for this, but like less adverse reactions than like going out to the bar and drinking for a night. Right. And it's oral. We're getting to the point where I can take it as a pill. Where you, it's Why not even a shot. Why wouldn't you? you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. In better shape, I can run faster. I can like spend more time outside with my family, with my children. With and, your like, new child. Why, why are, wouldn't you do that? Why are we gatekeeping better lives for people? Because culturally, we aren't at the place yet where we can separate what is unhealthy and what is healthy. Well, David, I'm here to tell you and you're here to tell everyone listening that we are not the gatekeepers, that if you are <laughs> feeling you want to be on Ozempic or Manjaro or whatever makes you feel good safely, please do that for yourself. Like do it for yourself. Make yourself feel good. Make yourself love yourself for who you are. And just remember, we love you for how you are. And David, I love you for how you are. So if you're going to get skinny and like be this whole new persona, I'm just going to say this. Remember me. Okay. Don't forget about, don't forget about me. Okay. Okay. 